0: Section thirteen of Heimskringla by Snorri Sturlson, translated by George Pope Morris and Iraker Magnuson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The story of Hakon the Good Part One, Chapter One Through Thirteen. Chapter One Hakon Taken for King hakon athelstane's foster-son was in england when he heard of the death of king harold his father he straightway arrayed him for departure and king athelstane gave him both folk and fair great ships and arrayed all for him in the seemliest wise so he came to norway in the autumn-tide then heard he of the fall of his brethren and therewith how that king eric was as then in the wick so hakon sailed north to thrandheim and came to sigurd the earl of ladir the wisest of all men of norway and gat good welcome of him and they made covenant together and hakon promised him great dominion if he might get to be king then they let summon a thing of many men and at the thing earl sigurd spake on hakon's behoof and offered him to the bonders for king and thereafter hakon himself stood up and spake then fell a talking man to man that here was come back herald hair grown young a second time now the beginning of hakon's word was that he bade them take him for king and so name him and therewithal to give him help and strength to hold his kingdom but in return he offered to make them all as free-born bonders and that they should dwell every man on his free lands at this harangue was there so great a stir that the whole throng of bonders shouted and cried out that they would take him for king and so it came to pass that they of thrandheim took hakon for king over all the land and in those days was hakon fifteen winters old so he took to him a bodyguard and went through the land. Now came tidings to the uplands that the Thrandheimers had taken one for king like in all wise to Harold Hairfair. if it were not that Harold had enthralled and oppressed all the folk of the land, whereas this Hakon willed good to every man, and offered to give back to the bonders the Odal rights which King Harald had taken from them all were glad at those tidings and one man told the other till it ran like wildfire all through the land to the land's end many bonders fared from the uplands to go seek king hakon some sent men some sent messengers and tokens and all to one end to wit that they would be his men and the king took all with thanks chapter two king hakon's journey through the land king Hakon fared in the beginning of winter to the uplands and summoned things there and all folks that might come came thronging to meet him and at all things was he taken for king then he fared east to the wick and. Trigvi and gudrod his brother's sons came to meet him and many others who told over the sorrows they had borne from king eric his brother so ever the more waxed the enmity against eric as to all men king hakon grew dearer and each felt more emboldened to speak as he thought king hakon gave a king's name to tryggvi and gudrod and the same dominion which harald his father had given to their fathers to tryggvi gave he van realm and bingelmark and to gudrod westfold but whereas they were young and but children he set noble men and wise to rule the land with them and he gave the land to them on that covenant aforesaid that they should have half of the dues and scat against him so king hakon went north in the springtide through the upper uplands to thrandheim chapter three eric fleeth from the land king hakon drew together a great host in springtide and arrayed his ships and the folk of the wick also had a great company afield and were minded to meet him then king eric too called out men from the midland but was ill furnished with folk because many of the great men had turned from him and gone over to hakon but when he saw that he had no might to withstand the host of hakon he sailed west over sea with such folk as would follow him he fared first to the orkneys and had thence a great company then he sailed south toward england and harried about scotland wheresoever he made land and then he harried all about the north parts of england now athelstane the english king sent word to eric bidding him take dominion of him saying that king Harold, his father had been a great friend of his wherefore he was fain thus to make it avail to his son so men went between the kings and they made peace with sworn troth on such covenant that king eric should take northumberland to hold of king Athelstane and should ward the land from the danes and other vikings he should let himself be christened also with his wife and children and all the folk that had followed him thither that choice took eric and was christened and took the right troth now Northumberland is accounted the fifth part of england eric had his abode at york whereas say folk lodbrock's sons had aforetime abided northumberland was mostly peopled by northmen after lodbrock's sons had won the land full oft had danes and northmen harried therein since the dominion thereof had departed from them many steads in that land are named after the northern tongue grimsby to wit and hawk fleet and many others chapter four the fall of king eric king eric had many men about him for he kept there many northmen who had come from the east with him and moreover many of his friends came afterward from norway but whereas he had but little land he fared ever a-warring in summer-tide he harried in scotland and the south isles ireland and wales and so got wealth to him king athelstane died in his bed whenas he had been king fourteen winters and eight weeks and three days after him was edmund his brother king of england he could not away with northmen nor was king eric beloved of him and the word went about king edmund that he would set another king over northumberland and when king eric heard that he went a-warring in the west and had with him from the orkneys earls arnkell and erland the sons of turf Einar. then he went to the south isles and found there many vikings and kings of hosts and they joined themselves to king eric and with the whole host he went first to ireland and had thence such folk as he might get thereafter he fared to wales and harried there thence he sailed south under england and harried there as in other places and all the people fled away wheresoever he came now whereas eric was a most daring man and had a great host he trusted so well to his folk that he went a long way up into the land and harried and followed up the fleers but there was a king called olaf whom king edmund had set there for the warding of the land and he drew together an army not to be withstood and fell on king eric and there was a great battle many of the english folk fell but ever whereas one fell came three in his place down from the land and by the latter end of the day the fall of men turned toward the side of the northmen and there died full many folk and ere this day was ended fell king eric and five kings with him which are named guthorm and his two sons ivar and Herrick. there fell also sigurd and ragnvald and there fell withal arnkel and Erland, the sons of Turfiner. yea and there was an exceeding great fall of the northmen but they who escaped fared back to northumberland and told gunnhild and her sons of these tidings chapter v the journey of gunnhild's sons now when gunnhild and her sons knew that king eric was fallen and that he had before that harried the land of the english king they deemed full surely that they might look for no peace there so they straightway got them gone from northumberland and had all the ships that king eric had had and such folk as would follow them and plenteous wealth withal which they had gotten together part by the tribute to england and part by warring they turned their host first north away to the orkneys and took up their abode there awhile and the earl there in those days was thorfinn skull cleaver son of turf einar so eric's sons took to them the orkneys and shetlands and had scat from them and abode there a winter-tide and harried in summer about scotland and ireland hereof telleth glum giarrison the bairn young wise wayfarer the rider of the strand steed a goodly way had wended thence and all on to skaney the upright fight fire speeder, won sons of men in Scotland, and sent therefrom to Odin host of the men sword smitten, the folk's friend drave the fight flames to gladden chuffs of the Valkyries of the Earth's folk many a war host betook them unto fleeing the fray of the land of people of victory, well beloved in man's blood reddened edges and felled folk in the southland chapter six the battle in jutland king hakon athelstane's foster-son subdued to him all norway when king eric his brother had fled the land king hakon abode the first winter in the west country and thereafter went north to thrandheim and abode there but whereas that he doubted of war if perchance king eric should come with an host from westover sea for that cause he sat with his host in the midland of the firth country or sagan or hordaland or Rogaland. hakon set earl sigurd the earl of ladir over all thrandheim whereas he had been lord aforetime and hakon his father also under king harold Hairfair. but when hakon heard of the fall of eric his brother and withal that eric's sons durst not abide in england he deemed there was little need to dread them and so fared with his folk one summer east into the wick in these days the danes harried much in the wick and wrought full oft great scathe there but when they heard that king hakon was come thither with a great host they fled all away some south to howland but others who were nigher to king hakon stood out to sea and so south to jutland and when king hakon was ware of this he sailed after them with all his host and coming to jutland harried there and when the folk of the land were aware of it they drew together an host and would defend their land and joined battle with king hakon there was a great battle and king hakon fought so mightily that he went on before his banner unhelmed and unburnied king hakon won the day and followed the chase far up into the land so saith guthorn cinder in the hakon's droppa the ship's blue stream now wended the king with oars spray washin the high lord felled the jute folk in the drift of battle's maiden the feeder of swans of odin drave flight e'en as his will was the covering of the lures to crows wine break asunder chapter seven battle in air sound thence king hakon made south with his host for sealand and sought the vikings there he rode with two cutters forth into er Sound and there fell in with eleven cutters of the vikings and straightway joined battle with them and the end thereof was that he won the day and cleared all the craft of the vikings so saith guthorm cinder speeder of gales of bowdrifts fires from the south came faring to the greenness of the seal wound with but two plate decked sea steeds whenas the all wroth sender of the wand of slaughter cleared them eleven keels of dane folk far famed therefore ere after chapter eight king hakon's warring in denmark Thereafter, King Hakon harried wide about in Sealand and plundered many folk and slew some, and had away some as captives, and took great fines from some, nor found aught to withstand him, so saith Guthorn cinder, the Blackthorn of the onset gat this to conquer Sealand and the safeguard of the Vend host along the side of skaney then went king hakon east along skaney side and harried all and took fines and scat from the land and slew all vikings wheresoever he found them were they danes or Vens. then went he east away beyond Gautland, and harried there and gat great tribute from the land so saith guthorm cinder shielded by skirt of odin he won scat of the Gaut folk gold hewer the all bounteous won spear-storms in that faring king hakon went back in autumn-tide with his folk and had gotten to him exceeding great wealth he abode that winter in the wick against onsets if perchance the danes or goutlanders should do the same chapter nine of king tryggvi that same autumn had king tryggvi olafson come from warring in the west and he had as then been harrying in ireland and scotland in the spring king hakon went into the north country and set tryggvi his brother's son over the wick to guard it against war and to get what he might from those lands of denmark whereas king hakon had taken scat the summer before so saith guthorm cinder the helmet's ice rods reddener hath set the brave mind gladdener, over the maid of onar the oak-green of the southland the ever nimble breaker of swegdeer's hall of battle who erst had come from ireland with a host on the swan meads runners chapter x the sons of gunnhild king harald gormson ruled in those days over denmark and he was exceeding ill-content that king hakon had harried in his land and rumour ran that the dane king would fain avenge it but not so speedily came that about but when gunnhild and her sons heard hereof that unpeace was toward betwixt denmark and norway they arrayed their departure from the west they gave Ragnahild, the daughter of king eric to Arnfinn, the son of thorfinn Skullcleaver, so thorfinn abode still earl in the orkneys when eric's sons went away gamli ericson was somewhat the eldest of them yet was not he fully come to manhood so when gunnhild came to denmark with her son she fared to meet king harald and had good welcome of him king harald gave them lands in his realm so great that they might well keep them there in good fortune they and their men but he took into fostering Harald ericson and set him on his knee and he grew up there in the court of the dane king some of eric's sons fared a warring as soon as they were of age thereto and so gathered wealth they harried about the eastlands they were early fair to look on and of manhood and strength and prowess beyond their years hereof telleth glum girerson in the gray cloaks drapa a many in the eastlands gat them a war shrine smitten the mighty Skull's gift giver gained victory in the journey the king set there a-singing the sheath tongues gold berapid and hosts of the white sword players unto the ground he sent them then turned eric's sons also north to the wick with their host and harried there but Trigvi called out his folk and turned to meet them and they had many battles wherein now one now the other prevailed and whiles eric's sons harried in the wick whiles tryggvi harried in sealand or halland chapter eleven king hakon's Lawmaking whenas hakon was king in norway was there good peace amidst bonders and chapmen so that none did hurt to other nor to others wealth and plenteous were the seasons both by land and by sea king hakon was the blithest of all men and the sweetest spoken and the kindest he was a very wise man and turned his mind much to law-making he set forth the Gula things laws with the help and counsel of Thorleif the wise, and also the Frosta things laws with the reed of Earl Sigurd and other Thrandheimers of the wisest, but the Hyde Sive's law haufdan the black had set forth aforetime, as is written afore. Chapter Twelve: Birth of Earl Hakon the Mighty king hakon held his yule feast in thrandheim which feast earl sigurd arrayed for him at ladir thereon the first night of yule Burgliat, the earl's wife brought forth a man-child and the next day king hakon sprinkled the lad with water and gave him his own name and he waxed up and became a mighty man and a noble and became earl after sigurd his father earl sigurd was the dearest of friends to king hakon chapter thirteen of eystein the evil eystein king of the uplands whom some call the mighty and some the evil harried in thrandheim and laid under him isles folk and Sparbiter's folk and set his son onund over them but the Thrandheimers slew him king eystein fared a warring the second time into thrandheim and harried wide there and laid folk under him then he bade the thrandheimers choose whether they would have for king his thrall who was called thorir foxy or his hound who was called sour so they chose the hound deeming that they would then the rather do their own will then let they bewitch into the hound the wisdom of three men and he barked two words and spake the third a collar was wrought for him and chains of gold and silver and when so the ways were miry his courtmen bare him on their shoulders a high seat was dight for him and he sat on how as kings do he dwelt at the inner isle and had his abode at the stead called sower's how and so say folk that he came to his death in this wise that the wolves fell on his flocks and herds and his courtmen egged him on to defend his sheep so he leaped down from his how and went to meet the wolves but they straightway tore him asunder many other marvellous deeds wrought king eystein with the thrandheimers and from the warring and trouble of him fled away many lords and other folk also a many fled away from their free lands the story of hakon the good part one chapter one through thirteen